Hello, Be The Salt family. This is another episode of the season two Rod and Reprimand. Here we're talking about parenting different age groups today. I have three beautiful young moms with me, raising toddlers and preschoolers. Um, I have Becky, Andu, and Stefan this morning. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you ladies doing? Please introduce yourself. Good. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Um, my name is Becky. I am a mom of three little kids. Levi is four, Arden is two, and our youngest, Jude, is almost three months. So, baby Jude, <laughs> welcome to the show, Becky. Hi, everyone. This is Anju Alex. Um, I'm also a mom of a, a two year old toddler. Her name is Jacqueline. And uh, yeah, Anujis, thanks for having us over and uh, looking forward to a great discussion. Thank you for being here. My name is Stefan. I'm a mom of a three and a half year old. Her name is Ivana. I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I'm so happy to have here. Thank you, Anujis, for having me in this discussion. I'm looking forward to it. Welcome to the show, ladies. I know it is Saturday morning and you have a million things to do, but taking this time to be with me this morning is um, an honor for me and it blesses my soul more than I can explain. So welcome to the show. Let's talk about our toddlers and babies and fun things, right? I know you're in a busy season of your life, but this is um, this is in no way uh, an pa expert panel, a parenting expert or anything like that. We're just going to talk about our struggles, how we manage them, what we have learned so far, if we can give any advice to someone coming behind us. And that's the whole um, calling for this, this podcast. Um, so let's talk about challenges. What do you think as a young parent, your greatest challenges and how do you, um, survive those things, those seasons? Um, how do you move forward, learn from it and move forward? So I guess I can just go first. This is Becky. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I got married a little bit later, I was 30 when I got married and then we had a child right after that. So I think going from that season of, you know, singleness into marriage, but quickly having, yeah, child, you learn, you have to learn things so fast. And I think it's easy to not lose yourself, but you know, you're so focused and in the thick of parenting that sometimes you forget, um, about your spouse. And so I think that's, um, that was one of the challenges that, uh, Jim and I had to kind of work through um, mm -hmm. is making time for each other and, you know, like not let the kids get in the way of our marriage as well. Um, I think that was something that we needed to work on together. And so I think that was the biggest challenge as a, as a new mom. And now with three kids, it's even <laughs> harder. Um, but, you know, we often have to remind ourselves, like whether that's putting the kids to sleep early so we can just take a breather and just have time to talk, you know, have adult conversation. Right. So, yeah. Challenges. Um, so how do I face challenges? It's like we're, when I became a parent, everything was new to me, starting from getting the baby latched or how to breastfeed to, you know, to how like when they go into a cluster feed, like why is my baby feeding like all the time and why can I not get to sleep? So 
uh, how do we face it? We just got, you know, we just took it as a game. And uh, every day, you know, we just got better at it. And God's grace, that's all I can say. Um, but we're not equipped by any means on how to face the challenges. It just every parenting style is different, right? Uh, it, it is different from how my mom raised my me uh, mm-hmm. to how I raised my kids. So, and every baby or every kid is different. Yeah. So, uh, challenge. Yeah, like you know, now my challenge is she is a very poor feeder, and it's hard for me to figure out what to feed her. So what I can do is find out what she likes and work around that and make that a healthy, something healthy with that. So, well, somehow as parents, God gives us the grace to work around it. Or if not, the next day will be better. Yeah. That's how I it as it comes. Yeah. Someone said the other day, babies are very resilient. They just survive through it all. All of our mistakes too, right? <laughs> Stefan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I echo with Anu, like, being a first-time mom, like when I started this journey, everything was like a challenge for me. Yeah. So every single day was like a challenge. The one we were facing now, it's kind of when we started setting up rules to her, like when we started making her understand the meaning of what no. Like there are some certain things we have to obviously say no, right? Like some things will not be safe for her. Some things that she needs will not be healthy for her. So obviously we had to tell no. And we are going through a seasons and couples episodes of like meltdowns, tantrums. That's the challenges we are facing now. And another thing is like, when she started going to the daycare, she's uh, sick almost every single day, like every single day. I can say it will be either a cough or like either a runny nose, but she's kind of sick almost like 365 days, I say. Mm-hmm. Like. So that's the challenge. I'm praying to God to give me wisdom to overcome that. So that's something we're going through now. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I so... Uh, resonate with what Anju was saying. Um, like there is no way you can prepare someone for parenting, right? You know, I was um, in my, before I had kids, I loved children. I used to carry every child that I could see in church or wherever I see I am. And at the time I was also a midwife. So I used to work in labor and delivery and birthing children and helping mothers feed their babies. So I thought I was an expert, right? <laughs> so but then I, when I had my own, I had a, I was in shock because feeding that child wasn't easy at all. So, um, yeah, there's no way you can prepare someone for for that. Uh, you just learn as you go. You make your own mistakes and learn as you go. But the grace of God, right? But the grace of God. Um, let's talk about screen time. Um, is that a challenge for you or you, do you use that as, as your, um, your quiet time or something like that? How does that work? How do you guys deal with that? Um, I know that definitely for us was a a challenge in the beginning, um, just because I work from home, my husband works outside of the home. So, Mm. For me to be able to, and I had the, I had the kids with me here while I was working from home. So that for me was my only way to get work done. If I didn't have, you know, my, um, you know, the grandparents over someone watching them. Right. Yeah. So 
it was a quick fix for me to just put on Coco Melon every right. show in front of the kids and they loved it. But at the same time, there was some mom guilt. Like, why am I just letting them sit in front of this phone or this TV? For eight hours. <laughs> yeah. But I think more so recently, um, you know, we talked about just making it a point. Like, I think this, we started in February where just one week, we just quit it cold turkey to stop showing them things. Not saying that it's really that we do still give them the iPad every once in a while. Um, but just that they, they wouldn't be dependent on just having to watch it every single time. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with giving them screen time. I think it's okay. Um, but for my kids, I know like they were becoming dependent on it to eat yeah. or to, you know, like we had to sit with them and watch something in order to feed them. And that for us was becoming more stressful than it was for yeah. anything else. So, um, yeah, I think all in moderation is my yeah uh i'm guilty of showing you know having the having jacqueline introduced to coco melon <laughs> she was a baby maybe she was nine months old but just like becky said it was t- during covid time and both pratish and i we were working from home mm-hmm. and there's no way i could get anything done in the kitchen or cook anything unless we had to you know we had her to sit and get spend some time in front of the tv or watch coco melon but i think as it got as she got older around one or past one we started feeling like she's deleting her speech and i feel like that's because she's spending way too much time watching tv mm-hmm. so now what we have done is we've completely stopped coco melon she's not she doesn't watch coco melon anymore <laughs> but uh what we do is we watch we show her learning videos mm-hmm. but still i'm guilty of doing it uh again i have we have no choice sometimes but she's not here I have to get something done in the kitchen uh, and there's only way I could by doing that is showing her something on TV. Yeah. Uh and then when she sees a phone she feels like it's her phone. She wants it turned on, you know, <laughs> or that so, with me in the nursery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she I'm knows trying how to, to put the number. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to cut it down as much as I can. Uh you know, when I don't when she when I have time with her I'll make sure she's not on the phone or not on TV just when I'm working. But mm. yeah. trying still trying to figure that out i also want to quit cold turkey becky one day god willing <laughs> but let's see how that goes <laughs> so for me as well it's an area where i'm still struggling i need some tip from you guys because like uh i'm working and when i get back home i am studying for my exams as well so the only way i can make her engage sometimes is like giving her screen time right and also she is very 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 picky eater and sometimes by giving her tab or phone is the only way not sometimes i think most of the time right mm-hmm. if that's the only way i think i can make her eat something but now as the summer started i started taking her to the park like she loves going outside yeah. and she also loves coloring and stuff so i bought her some coloring things and like she loves slime and stuff so i'm trying to distract her from her screen time and trying to engage her in some other activities so i'm still working in that area <laughs> Yeah, that is a struggle. That is a struggle. But I love the idea of coloring because when my kids were growing up, there was no smartphones, weren't a thing, right? Yeah. So it was like either TV or nothing else. So I used to have them. They used to love writing and coloring. My my kids, like once I remember one of my friends said, 
um, like when they were a little older, older, like school age, um, they do for punishment. They ask their children to write like a four page essay on, you know, why you why you didn't why you didn't do as I said. Wow. That was the punishment. So I'm like, oh, that's a great idea because I'm um, I'm either uh, yelling at them or, you know, <laughs> using the rod <laughs> or something like that. So um, I tried that. I came home and the next time I said, you're going to write a four page. My, both my kids loved it. They're like, this is the best punishment we've ever had. Um, we should yeah. try that too, right? <laughs> they love writing. They love coloring. <laughs> So that didn't work out. So anyway, um, let us um, talk about your spiritual life. What what are your thoughts? And um, I know it may not work all the time. What we what we think that we want to model, or what is the ideal way of modeling spiritual life, modeling prayer life to your kids, right? Uh, but what what are your thoughts on it, and how successful are you in that? Or or you think is it, it does too early? No, I mean, I think that was important um, for me just because I grew up seeing my own, my own parents model, you know, prayer, the importance of family prayer and worship. And so I know the same for Jim. Um, that was something that, um, you know, we wanted to make it a point to sit down with them in the evenings. Cause you know, Jim leaves early for work. We can't do it in the mornings together, but at least in the evenings we can get the kids together and we sing worship songs, songs that they like. Um, we get them to pray and, you know, if they can remember their memory verse, they'll, they'll try to recite it then. Um, I think for my own um, personal spiritual life, uh, a lot of it is, you know, when I first wake up and if the kids are still in my bed, it's taking out my phone to do my devotional um, and reading and praying in that moment. I may still be laying down. I can't really get up because I have two little kids next to me. Yeah. And I don't want to wake them up. Um, uh, a lot of the times it's me just kind of praying out loud so they can hear it. And maybe they'll repeat after me, um, yeah. like on the way to school or, um, and a lot of it is, you know, singing songs out loud. If there are times where I'm also feeling overwhelmed, I'll do that. Or I'll just kind of, say like, Lord, help me out loud. And they'll, they'll hear that. And so I can hear them sometimes saying things too and repeating it. So I'm no, by no means successful every day. Does it happen? But, um, it, it's something that in my heart, I know that I want to do it. So that way they can, they can model that too, as they grow older. Awesome. That is great. Uh, how do I instill like uh, spiritual gratitude? I have no plan, and like I don't have a specific plan, but I do know, like Becky said, my as I grew up, my mom, like I, I don't think she taught us, uh, she taught us everything, but more than that, uh, you know, she used to spend a lot of time. So if we go to school together, we used to come back with her in in the same car, three of us, even though she worked a different shift. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I remember is every time she comes back from home, we'll stand by the door, uh, by with the backpacks, and we'll say, thank God for bringing us back home safe. And then after lunch or before dinner, we used to keep a tabla, we used to sit down together, sing and uh, study the Bible together and pray. So that's the memory I have about growing up mm-hmm. and getting to know God. And I would love to do the same thing with my kids too, because one, it, it makes us grow together strong as a family. And more than that, Getting to know Jesus and, you know, start early. They say, start talking to God, say verses when they are in your womb itself, because they can hear all that. Right. So uh, 
I was, I mean, I don't, I, I, whenever I pray, I, I, I have this thing when I say, I love you. And then all of a sudden I say, okay, even though Amma doesn't love you, Amma's not perfect. Jesus will love you all the time <laughs> because we are not perfect. And sometimes we say, I love you, but we have weaknesses and everything. But you have to know that beyond Amma's love or Dada's love is Jesus' love that's the most important. Right. So like, and I haven't made, I haven't, I don't sit down and, you know, sometimes when I get a chance, I, I put on my lap and put our hands together, but she doesn't know yet. But sometimes I pray in her ears, uh, but that's, I, I want to, as she grows older, I want to just get started early on reading the Bible or reading the Bible to her and praying. But yeah. that's what I have. Yeah. Good, pl- good plans. Good plans. At least we have plans. <laughs> that's a start, right? Stefan, what are your thoughts? Um, for me, like for the past couple of months, I have been trying to make prayer as one of our daily routines. So I noticed in Sunday school, like uh, during our prayer time before Sunday school and after Sunday school, she was sitting so quietly, but in home, like she was so distracted and stuff. Mm -hmm. She needs everything in like prayer time, right? But for the past couple of months, I have been trying on that and she is like succeed now, like before going to bed, she won't say anything. I'll pray for her. She'll just fold her hands, close her eyes and I'll pray for her. She'll just say amen in the end and before going to school as well. Right. So now it's kind of daily routine. Uh, Whenever she goes to bed and I, I usually drop her in the morning. Right. So when we enter car, she'll be like, mama, pray before going to bed she'll be like mama pray yesterday I literally laughed because she had a cough and we kept her back home then I was preparing her for the afternoon nap she always still she needs me when she's taking a nap or when she sleeps and stuff then she's like mama pray I was literally Aww. thinking Ivana it's like afternoon now but she'll like it's kind of routine to her now she thinks like before going to bed and before like going somewhere before she get into the car she needs to pray so I love it yeah I'm trying because my dad used to do that before like starting from home she's like pray let's pray let's pray so I'm trying to impart that in her life as well yeah, at this age, it is consistency, right? And we yeah. may think they're little and they don't know, but yeah. they soak up like sponges, even yeah. at very, very early age. What yeah. I used to do when they were little is like, I will just lay my hands on them and say uh, Bible verses, like the same verse. And my kids have probably heard the same verse spoken over them from their maybe a year old to all the way to high school, all the way to high school graduation until they left, left home. You know, they always heard the same verses over and over spoken over them. So they will, they will even say, one day I will tattoo this verse on my hand, you know, like they, they'll say things like that. So I'm saying um, it will get into their head, even if we think that they don't understand. Um, it may look like a routine, but they get used to, seeing mom pray like you all said I have seen my parents do it right you don't don't we want our children to grow up and be in their 30s and say I have seen my mom do do it I have seen my dad do it so role modeling is is a priority and being consistent is a priority not just um 
you know, desiring to do that and I'll do it when I get to it kind of thing, but just being consistent. Kids learn so fast everything. Um, just my two cents. <laughs> and um, uh, let's see, um, what what are the lessons that you have learned from your childhood? Um, I, I know for, it's so funny that you mentioned about uh, even like what we learned through childhood. I, I would remember my mom saying, well, you'll understand when you become a mom. And it's mm-hmm. so true. Like the way that you, you know, when you think back on, you know, certain situations where she might've said that, and now you are stuck in that same situation. It's like, right. you was so right. Um, yeah, I think for us, for me, I know um, just honing in on their identity and telling your kids like who they are in Christ. Like, I know it's easy sometimes to like, if you get frustrated, if they're having a bad day or if they're having a tantrum, it's easy to point out all the the wrong things, right? Like, right. why are you crying today? Why are you not being, why are you not listening? Why are you being naughty? You know, right? Whereas I, this is definitely something I need to work on, but um, bringing out the positive in them and telling them who they are and telling them that they're brave or telling them that they're courageous and the Lord made you strong and the Lord made you brave. The Lord. I love it. I love it. um, And that's something I I definitely want to work on more is just reminding my kids of who they are um, and letting them know that these are the qualities that you have and you're amazing. And like, so that way that they are empowered, not only, you know, from their parents, but they know that the Lord, you know, how the Lord feels about them and just reminding mm-hmm. them of that. So um, definitely something I need to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't been in that situation just yet, but um, that that's a good point, Becky. I would, I'll keep that in my mind too, to empower my kid as she grows up and you know, telling her that she's God's, masterpiece and mm-hmm. um, moving, highly favored that's my favorite thing to say <laughs> um molding molding um I, I don't know as I grew up like I, I think about how my parents um mom my mom was always wanted us to be God's children she didn't say you know you need to be doctor or engineer neither did my dad they mm-hmm. wanted us to study get a degree get be educated wherever you go but they didn't push us to be a doctor or an engineer. Uh, mommy was very particular. Wherever you go, eternal life is the most important. If you lose your spirit, if you lose your soul, then whatever you gain in this world is nothing. So uh, I, even if I don't get my kid to be, uh, you know, uh, like uh, we can give her tools. We can send her to the right school. We can teach her how to learn, study. But for me, I would love my kid wherever she goes. You know, she glorifies God's name. and Get that eternal life. There's no point in glorifying, uh, you know, uh, being spiritual, showing everyone, you know, in your being holy and being God's child wherever you go. I I hope I could. Uh, I won't be able to mold. God needs to mold, but God gives me the right skills and tools to teach her, so that God, you know, so that God will make her that way. Um, but yeah, that's all. Just <laughs> I love it. Love it. So for me, uh, I was thinking like, I'm praying to God, like, ultimately God's plan and God's will must go through our life because whatever we plan, ultimately, it, uh, like, we will be having many plans, right? But ultimately, in the end, it's God, uh, God's decision, right? Because 
uh, when I was thinking uh, about my example, uh, like I was grown up, grow up, like born and brought up as a Jacobite. And back in India, we had two options, right? Either engineering or medical, right? So either medical, I didn't like it because we had a lot to study. So I thought I'll go for engineering and I ended up getting an admission. But you know what? I ended up going to a pharmacy school because a couple of my friends were going to the pharmacy. I was like, I'm not interested. Uh, like you, you guys go. I don't want the pharmacy. But I ended up going to the same college with them. And where I in the second year, I had that personal encounter with God because they had a prayer group in that college. That's how I was born again. So it was not by will to go to pharmacy school or go to the medical field, right? It was God's purpose that's just fulfilled in my life. I want the same thing to happen in her life. As she grow older, I want her to submit her life. And I want God's uh, plan and purpose to fulfill. Uh, I know her future will be safe in God's hand. Good point. I love it. I love I love y'all's wisdom actually and I wish I had that wisdom and I was your age you know um yeah that that is a great great wisdom okay so let's talk about self care uh this is one of my favorite topics to talk to women um the reason being when I was raising my kids I did not know that word i did not know what self care is what self care right it, we just did what we had to do um so um what that did to me my like i mentioned my kids were together in diapers together in college together learning driving and all that so it was just like a rat race for me um worked full time was a nurse so worked really really hard um moved countries moved cities moved states uh throughout their younger childhood so not i did not look in the mirror uh <laughs> i did not know what to do for myself that what that made me was um i was a very um angry mom um in fact one of my kids had to call that out to me she said you're an angry mom and that kind of shook me you know i'm like i can't go on like this so um i truly believe that we have to invest time in yourself um i know um i learned it very very late in life very late in life so that is something i love talking to women about so how do you do self care in the middle of this chaos oh. what you said really resonated with me because i definitely find myself losing patience <laughs> a lot yeah. um or raising my voice and i don't want to be like that <laughs> so i often have to tell myself like pick your battles uh you know <laughs> it'll it'll soon pass yeah. um and then we'll be sad when they grow up and they're not babies anymore right yeah. um yeah so in terms of self care i think so funny because i make fun of jim all the time i'm like it's so it's so easy i think sometimes for the guys to just like pick up and say you know oh i want to go meet with the guys for dinner whereas in my mind i'm thinking of 10 different things that has to happen before right. i can actually pick up and go you know um and i always make fun of him for that but when i do have the time to actually pick up and go i think a lot of the times it's me like just going out and getting a pedicure i actually really love to make time for that because yeah it's making time to 
feel pampered and, you know, feeling relaxed in that moment. Um, And I guess just also meeting up with friends or just for brunch, or even if it's just one-on-one time to have adult, you know, conversation and talking with other girls. So um, I feel like it maybe doesn't happen as often anymore, but um, when it does happen, it's, uh, it's nice to experience. I know it calms your soul, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say self-care when I saw that, you know, I heard that question. I was like, self-care, what is that? Exactly. <laughs> does that thing even Who exist? That? <laughs> <laughs> well, what does it entail? What does it include self-care? I like to know. Uh, I have nothing self-care, but it's funny because my sister, she, whenever we meet, she's like, what happened to your dressing sense? This is not how you used to dress. <laughs> Like, and I'm like, oh, I know, but I don't care. This is how I could come out today. So this is how here I am. But she's like, no, you should go back to the way. I was like, wait till you get to be a mom. Let's see how. <laughs> so uh, I would love to be a part of self, have the self-care. But for me, what I've realized, this is what I want to hear from you guys. Too. How do you guys do it? For me, if I see my house neat and tidy and organized, that's the biggest self-care that I can get. My my uh my uh, one of my biggest uh, challenge right now is not having my house neat and organized, and that drives my mind in a crazy. I was like, I want to get to this. I recently I went to Stefan's house and she's like, has everything organized, and I was like, how do you do this? I want to I want to learn how to do this too. But this is one of my challenges, and if I can get that under control, uh, that is my biggest self care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Anju, that's only when guests come. <laughs> you can see our house at that time. So it will be like, it's completely a mess. <laughs> so self-care, I totally agree with Anju and Becky. For me, like it's area where I'm still struggling, right? Mm-hmm. When I look at my old photo, like before getting pregnant, I was like, why am I like this now, right? I hardly get time to do my eyebrows. I hardly get time to cut my hair and stuff. Like, I still think, uh, where did all my dresses go, right? Yeah. So it's the mom time. So since I'm studying too, even if get a, if I get a five or 10 minutes, I'll be like, oh, I have to study. I have that feeling, right? And also sometimes I'll think like, okay, I'll just go for a walk. Just get some me time. And she'll be like, Mama, can I come with you too? I was like, okay, come. <laughs> so the only me time I'm getting now is like maybe the time we spend in the toilet, right? In the shower, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even then she will be like banging on the door like, Mama, what are you doing? Like, so sometimes when I do my personal prayer and stuff, that's, that's, all the me time I get now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I want to find time. Like, uh, like Anchichi said, like, I don't want to end up like being so. Sometimes I'm getting rough too, right? All this going on, I started reeling too, but I have to find some me time so that I'll be relaxed and I'll be fully charged so that I don't want to be a bad mom, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm still working on it. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, uh, something that you want to think and be intentional about is what I would say, because for Anju and Stefan, you just have one little one at home now. When you yeah. have their your second and third, and as they grow and their demands will increase, they're toddlers now, because once they go to school, start school and attitudes and all of that, you cannot, we cannot, this is the lesson I learned, not because I was, I was perfect. Um, learn the uh, hard way. We cannot pour from an empty vessel, right? We have to be filled up and be refilled and refueled to be able to pour from a, from a full vessel. So if you try to pour from that empty vessel, keep on doing the role of mom is the only thing that exists for us, right? At that moment. But there should be um, it doesn't have to be a whole evening off that you have to go and get a massage and pedicure and everything that you do once a month. Ain't going to happen. Just even if it is that a 30, 40 minutes that you get once a week to uh, not think about motherhood. What is it that what is it that you can do without thinking about what is going to happen to my child? Can you. Uh, rest that child or children to someone else that you can be totally free of that thinking. So you refuel yourself, right? It's just once a week, once a month, whatever that little time that you get, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, if you could do that. Uh, because once you get busy with your kids getting older, it's going to, there is challenge in each age. And I don't need to tell you that. I'm sure you know, like, Toddlers are different and preschoolers are different. Uh, school age is different. Once they hit teenage, you really need refueling to deal with the teenagers, right? So, I mean, carve out, be intentional about it is something I want. I would say. That would be my two cents to advice. Be intentional to know what would recharge me, what would refuel me so that I can pour from a full vessel instead of an empty vessel. Something to think about. Um, and also mom guilt, right? That is another thing. If when you think that you're taking some rest or doing something for yourself, you live with that mom guilt too. Oh my gosh, where are my children? My poor children, that, that thing too, right? <laughs> to get over that, that's a big thing. Let's talk um, local church. Um, I believe it takes a village to raise a child. Um, that doesn't take away the responsibility of a parent. Um, as parents, our kids spend more time with us than being in church or Sunday school or teachers or mentors. But the role of the local church, what is your opinion about it? I think it's definitely important just to see the impact and how the community pours into um, our kids is so important. I mean, Anisha, you already know, but my kids love your son, um, Steve. To them, he's Steve Uncle, and they look up to him and so many of the other young people at church and just seeing how they model what it is to be like a young Christian. To him, I mean, to my kids, he's just like a fun-loving, you know, young kid, but also an adult, right? Yeah. So I think for them to be able to see that and um, see these young people pouring into them that makes us as parents just feel so special, right? Because right. they, they love on our kids. They, they are putting wisdom into our kids through, you know, Sunday school, through children's church, even outside of church, like making an effort to come to our home, to be with our kids. Like it, it definitely means the world. And I think 
just having that sense of community, um, you can't, you can't do without it. So it's so important. You can't do without it. That's the right way to say it. Uh, local church, uh, uh, Patricia and I, we feel blessed to be a part of a loving church, uh, I, you know, right after moving to Texas to a place that we, you know, we're new to. Uh, Jacqueline, and I don't know, it, was a, it is a great initiative of having a daycare while we're having service so that we can drop off our right. kids, you know, and be able to attend service. So, you know, I, I love that idea. I, you know, as long as she sits there and she gets, you know, used to the other kids and she gets, you know, she's okay. And I, I, she's slowly getting used to it as well. But I love the idea and the idea that being, you know, you guys are so helpful when it's coming, taking care of our kids. And, you know, you guys are sacrificing your service time, you know. So that shows a lot of love. And uh, thank you for all that. We see them developing their social skills too. From the time, when did we start nursery? Maybe March. And in, in that few months, we see changes in kids, you know, from the, when they started, they were kind of shy and not, you know, that open. And then they start becoming more open and playful and talking. And it's fun to see that. It's fun to watch that. How, how about you, Stefan? I strongly agree with you, and Chachi, because like when Ivana was like, when I started sending her to the nursery, she was like very shy. She yes, she used to sit, she had her. like her own places, like where she sit and she has her own toys in the nursery. She would take that and she would play with that. But now she's like, wouldn't stop talking. Yep, she won't stop talking. Last um, like last week, even Anjali was telling me she's like full stretch now. Like I could hear her voice when I was coming through the hallway. <laughs> like I also like I strongly believe local church has a lot to do in our kids' life. Because they are seeing other kids, like uh, uh, Becky said, like they're seeing the older kids, Steve, Tanya, everybody, and the kids in their same ages too. So they are learning a lot, like a lot of things. Uh, so I strongly agree, like local church has a great impact in our kids' life. Totally. Like it's like a second home, right? <laughs> no? Totally agree. Um, as we conclude, um, I would like you to complete this uh, sentence four different ways. I am. What is your I am statement? Mine is, I, I can share mine. Mine is, I am the daughter of the king. I am redeemed. I am determined and I am healed. What is your I am statement? I guess I'll go first. I also had that as the first one. I, I had said, I am a daughter of the most high king. I am growing, I am a creative, and I am grateful as a mom, wife, friend, sister. Praise God. Praise God. So I thought about this too. I was like, okay, is it based on the situation? But I would say I'm a wretched sinner um, who God, you know, um, chose to make his daughter. Thankful to that. I am Jacqueline's mom. I am... I am weak, but he is strong. I am saved by his, by his grace through faith. Praise God. I am a child of God. I am blessed. I am saved and am loved by my Heavenly Father. Praise God. Um, I just love saying this and having people say it because sometimes we have to 
wrap language around what we know. Sometimes we don't do that, right? Like for me, I'm very auditory. I'm not visual. I'm not much visual. I'm very auditory. I have to say it out loud. Um, and that stays true to me. Uh, so if you, if you really, truly believe this about yourself, say it out loud about you. There's strength in your words, right? Your life and death is in your words. So uh, believe that about yourself and live that out loud about yourself, what you believe that you are. Um, we all know this. We know we are the daughter of the king. We know we are healed. We, are, we know that we are redeemed. But if you say that out loud and proclaim that for yourself, I think there is strength in it. That's why I, I, want, I, I love doing that with women, some exercises that I love. Um, so we are at the end of our discussion, and I loved it, every moment of it. For me, this talking to people about these things, there may be some things that you've never thought of to trigger those things in your mind. Um, I love doing that. And thank you for taking time on your Saturday morning with me. Um, if one of you could um, end this in prayer and keep this ministry so that all of these discussions, everything that we do would bless someone else who listens um, would be a blessing for everyone. And I hope it was a blessing for you. So would you lead us in prayer, one of you? Thank you, Bart. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, uh, thank you, Lord Almighty. Thank you for bringing uh, us together. Thank you for giving energy. Jesus, great idea uh, to have podcasts and discussions on uh, topics like, you know, parenting, uh, Lord Almighty, thank you for giving us the grace and the idea and for our initiative to start this and to go to be consistent and, and as to grow, Father. I pray that you give her the wisdom and take this to a next level where she be able to grow and she has other people to grow together in you, Lord Father, in your uh, and to glorify a wonderful name. I pray for her, her kids, Lord Almighty. Let them be blessed. Let them be. Uh, let them grow in you. Let them more be. They, let them grow and be more like you every day and uh, prepare them for your coming and for your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, I pray for uh, Becky. Lord Jesus, I pray for Jim. And uh, I pray for Arden, Jude, and uh, Bodhi. Lord Almighty, Father, thank you for their wonderful family, Lord Almighty. Oh, Father, bless them. Lord Father, be with them wherever they go, Father, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord Father, thank you, Father, uh, Lord Jesus. Um, Father, wherever they go, let them glorify your name. And oh, Father, Lord Jesus, be with them at all times. Protect them and guide them, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. I pray for Stefan as well. Stefan, Shoni, and Ivana, Lord Jesus. Bless them, Lord Almighty. Thank you for their beautiful family too. Father, Father, Lord Jesus, I bless them in your name. Wherever they go, let them glorify your beautiful name. And prepare each one of us for your wonderful, for your kingdom, Lord Father. After all, we were created for your, to glorify your name. Father, today, whatever we discuss, Father, thank you for your wisdom, Father. Thank you for the knowledge that you've put us in our heart. And thank you for the great discussions. Thank you for the great thoughts, Lord Almighty. Help us to put into action so many things that we have learned today, Father. Give us the wisdom. Give us the knowledge wherever we go, Father, to help instill your wisdom, oh, Father, in our kids too. So that every day they become more of you and less of themselves and less of us, Lord Jesus, as we grow as parents too. Oh, Father, uh, we give us this, uh, we give the staying in thy hands to you, Lord Father. I give this uh, discussion of thoughts and whoever listens to this to as well. Oh, Father, help us, help us to grow in you and be more like you. And thank you, Jesus, for everything that you did on the cross. All this you ask in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you for that powerful prayer. Thanks again for being here, ladies. It was a great time. Thank, 
Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you, Anthony, for having us. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Please rate and review the podcast. Also, like us on Facebook at Be The Salt and follow us on IG at Be The Salt. May God bless you and lead you to be the salt wherever you're planted in this season of your life. See you in the next episode.